Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mama, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. We are Sky. Okay. Kern. I was going to say, I realize when we do these voices, I don't pronounce any of the letters Pro- in my name. The proper letters. Yes. With, <laughs> with Ska and Corn. <laughs> well, I said Kong recently. Like, I don't remember what episode it was, but I said Kong. And then, uh, and then I don't remember what we went down a rabbit hole after that. Skyzilla versus Kong Holmes. <laughs> Kong Holmes? <laughs> what is Kong? Is Kong his last name and King is his first name? I wish my first name was King. Yeah, we need to figure out, because we, we already established that Godzilla is the president of monsters. Right. What is Kong? What What is, is like the, uh, uh, the prime minister? The prime minister of Skull Island. Yeah, yeah, he's the mayor of Skull Island. <laughs> he's the mayor of Pound Town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Why on earth? Like, I understand that, you know, King Kong versus Godzilla is a tale as old as time. But in what world should King Kong be able to stand toe to toe with a nuclear dinosaur? Oh, yeah, I know. It's it's like, I mean, stupid. I mean, we're Godzilla's we're not. a walking warhead. Did you see the way he fucking obliterated, uh, King Ghidorah in the last movie, like breathing down his throat and they just exploding his ass and all that shit. And then he's I, now he's, I, he's gonna, gonna fight say, a big chimp. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I didn't see anything in in the last one because you couldn't. But oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna destroy. He's gonna destroy him. my allegiance is with Godzilla. He's gonna destroy that monkey. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. We're not even talking about that trailer, but like in the trailer, which I think we're gonna probably do in the next few weeks. But in the Congress Godzilla trailer, it comes up and it's like one will fall, and I'm just like, no, no, they're both gonna live. They're gonna team up at the end of this movie. Like that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Nobody's the only thing that's gonna fall is whatever ba- big bad comes up later, and, the, and then. They're gonna, they're gonna, there's, because there's no way the studio's gonna draw their line in the sand and be like, you know what, 20th Century Fox, we're Godzilla fans. <laughs> King Kong's dying. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. So. Oh my God. Then they do a team up movie. They go on a road trip together. Oh yeah, it's like a buddy, buddy monster movie. I'm telling you, it's gonna be Godzilla. Godzilla's ripping th- across the ocean, and then King Kong's gonna be like surfing on his back. <laughs> it's gonna be dope. Godzilla's got like a snorkel on. Yeah, 
<laughs> made it out of like an old tree trunk. Yeah. Yeah. King Kong's wearing like swimmies. He's got trunks on. No, who are we kidding? Like, we know we know there's not gonna be like a we like what you said, like it's gonna be a blow off. It's not gonna be like a decisive winner. But like honestly, who even cares about all of that? Like what's going on with the photographer? Oh. <laughs> like that's yeah. the story that we all want. We wanna know where is the hyena cameraman? Like where what's going on with the daughter? What are the humans doing? What are the, we, we've seen monsters before. We don't need monsters in these movies anymore. We're past that point. It's 2021, people. We need something different. We want to see the people. We don't want to see the action. We don't want to see the monsters fighting. No, there's too much fighting in the world anyways. I want to know, what did they have for lunch that day? Mm. What does... What does a high school chemistry teacher think about this whole situation? What other unqualified professionals can we bring into the loop to give us more insight on these monsters? They should bring in a worm scientist. That's the next thing this movie needs. Oh my God. Matt, imagine Matthew Broderick makes like a cameo appearance. Like, yeah, <laughs> that'd be awesome. They're like, you know, oh, we wanted our monster universe. Well, we see that uh, Marvel's bringing in everyone back from the Spider-Man verse. Like, we're going to fucking, we're going to do with them one up. We're going to bring back Matthew. Yeah. S slinging some worms on the screen. <laughs> Dude, what is it with, like, they nailed it with the first Godzilla because Brian Cranston worked in a nuclear power plant. Like, he was like a nuclear physicist. Like, it made sense that he would have some sort of knowledge of what was going on and like why he was inserted in that scenario. And then they used a wildlife photographer in the second one. <laughs> <laughs> why? And, and he, somehow not only was everybody looking to him for answers, but he was right a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. The, Based on that military. dude. Yeah, that dude has like a fast action camera and can yeah. like catch a catch a leopard mid stride on his camera. He's, so like he's he's got like a Fuji film digital camera. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mister, with the tripod. Yeah, you. The military's just like we have no idea what to do. Tell us. And they just camera pans over. And he's just in the corner with his dick in his hand. <laughs> And they were like, that's genius. If we're all holding our dicks, they won't want to zap us. Yeah. Mothra. <laughs> yeah. I did not like the, the first one I like, the one with Brian Cranston I like. And I, we're, we're like cheesing about it, but I think the first one, everyone complains that Godzilla's not in it enough, but like the moments that Godzilla is in it are awesome and they make those moments bigger. And then if you're going to have these human characters in the movie, like, I actually gave a shit about the human characters in that movie. Like, uh, yeah. I was, was kind of shook when Brian Cranston bit the dust. And oh, uh, dude, I think everybody was. Everyone expected him to be in that whole movie, and he dies first act. And we we're like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, and then like these new ones, everyone is just like bland types. It's crap. Hate it. <laughs> yeah. Again, that's not even the trailer park we're talking about today. I know. I know. We basically just did it. <laughs> But I'm I'm looking forward to that though. I I went on the the King Kong ride recently, and I don't know. I mean, that one's based on the uh, Peter Jackson ride, which is which is funny because they like recently built that ride in the last like five yeah. years, and they're like, oh, like 
Kong Skull Island's coming out, but let's just do the Peter Jackson one with uh, Jack Black. But um, I don't know. I was just like, it's cool. I can, I'm, I get excited for these movies. I'm not like thinking they're going to be great, but I get excited for them because I'm like, I've, we've said it before. I used to watch monster movies like that and just want to have fun watching them. Also, you know, Godzilla on the big screen is awesome, but the last, the last two really bummed me out. I think it's yeah. just the last one, Bub, bummed you out because you like Skull Island. Yeah, I liked Skull Island. I mean, I didn't think it was amazing, but it was definitely fun, fun and exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're. That's not what we're talking about today. We got we got some some more serious stuff. We're actually doing uh, another one of these controversial. I guess the movie's not controversial, but the deal is controversial. Another one of these HBO streaming slash also in theaters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I did not see. I did not see it in theaters. Did not have the time. But I didn't even Me look. Neither. Is it actually playing in theaters? Yeah, it is. I was. I was trying to go, but yeah, I just I just didn't have the time to make it out to the theater, and but I was gonna go. There, there's like a the one like XL like IMAX theater over near me. They're playing yeah. it in there, so that's cool. But no, I just watched watched it on my couch, which is fine. Like I'm I'm happy that they are doing it so that people have those options. Also, I'm sure some states still don't have the movie theaters open. I mean, technically New York doesn't. It's just like I'm lucky enough to be cl- close to the border of New Jersey. So I can I can make a little bit of a trip, but yeah, I'm sure like a, the rest of New York, they're probably just like fuck, can't go to the theater. So it's nice to have have that option. Granted, we know all the issues that are behind it. We've talked about it before, but we are. Uh, it's interesting because this is technically like a 2021 movie, I guess, because it's released in January 2021. But there's like this whole year's been weird and we've been talking about how like how are the oscars gonna break down like are they gonna extend the deadlines and things like that and then when we were setting up to record today you told me that the golden globe nominations came out which i had not seen yet yeah i mean we could talk about that but i don't i don't know what to classify this this as and um i'm working on the book you know we're gonna put out a book again i gotta figure out what movies are included and this is one that i was like i don't know if this counts as a 2020 movie or a 2021 movie because this is it nominated for at least one golden globe that i know of and we'll talk about all of them and uh so i'm just like is this last like was this supposed to come out last year then it got pushed back and then you know everything else is you know or, or are they counting things from january february because another movie that is nominated for golden globe hasn't been released yet, and I don't think it was supposed to come out last year, but it's Judas and the Black Messiah is nominated. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so, even that's not released until February 12th. Yeah, so I'm I'm not entirely sure. So this might count as a 2020 movie. It might not. We're in a gray area. That's what this is. Yeah, I'll, I'll go by what it counts its release date as on Rotten Tomatoes. I made when I made a because I write down like my grades for everything like on a list in my phone. I put this in 2021. So as of right now, I'm not counting it as 2020 because I believe it was released in January of 2021. So even if it (laughs) even if it works under the perimeters of the Golden Globes or the Oscar nominations, I still would consider it a 2021 movie, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know, man. I 
didn't even re- I finished watching the movie and I didn't even put it in my phone. I was just like, I don't know what this counts as. We got to talk about this on the pod. My vote is for 2021 movie. Yeah. The, the only like problem with that is like, okay, like we count these as 2021 movies, but then like next year, what if, what if we really like Judas and the black Messiah and then it comes around next year and we're like, Oh, we would like to put it in the conversation for Oscars, but it was in last year's Oscars. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. It's a weird year. I guess we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out soon because the duties are coming up quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The most prestigious of the film awards. Yes. It's a party. It's a dude party. It's a sausage fest. It's a fucking sausage fest. Sausage fest wins every year, too. <laughs> yeah. Or sausage party. That's the name of that movie, right? Sausage party, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sausage fest. The Pixar classic. Yeah. I've only seen the Pixar classic. <laughs> yeah, they just lost their mind for like one day. <laughs> they do talk about the great beyond in that movie. Yeah, yeah, they do. It's a prequel to Soul. <laughs> yeah, after they go to the great beyond, that's where it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Their souls get put into the hot dogs and hamburgers and buns and stuff. <laughs> Everything All in that food. movie has has like. Everything in that movie is alive because it's not even just food. Like at the like later on in the movie, there's just an animated alive condom. Oh yeah, <laughs> that movie's awesome. I want to rewatch that movie. It's so good. Yeah, there was there was no rules. Like there's certain inanimate objects that are just inanimate objects, and then there's other things that are like, wouldn't it be funny if we had this like condom with semen on him? <laughs> He's talking. <laughs> Kill me. I remember my uh, one of my friends from hockey though. He saw it before I saw it, and he was just like, "Dude, the last like minute." That's all I'm gonna say. And then like the movie comes around, it's just this giant animated orgy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> so sick. Fapped hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Of course, bro. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Hell yeah. But yeah, I mean, do you want to get, do you want to talk about the Golden Globes real quick? Yeah, we can breeze through that. Yeah. And I, I mean, full disclosure, I don't think we should do predictions or anything. Maybe we just like talk about anything we want to talk about because we haven't seen every movie this year. There's, we're playing catch up. I, I'm going to try and hit the remaining movies I haven't seen in the next week, but I don't know if it's going to happen. But yeah, so th- there are things that we haven't seen, but um, best picture for a drama, uh, The Father which I know you really want to want to see. Like you sent that oh, to yeah, me. I'm dying like, to see that. Yeah. Uh, Mank, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. So, okay. yeah. Recently saw Promising Young Woman. Same. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed it. Best performance by an actress in a drama. I fucking hate how the Golden Globes break things up, but it's Viola Davis for Marini's. I haven't seen that one yet either. I'm going to check that out this weekend. Black Bottom. I don't know. Oh, Ma Rainey. Ma Rainey, okay. Andre Day, The United States vs. Billy Hollywood. Uh, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman. Frances McDermott, Nomadland. And Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. So that's hmm. two for Promising Young Woman so far. Actually, and two for Nomadland. Performance by an actor in drama. Uh, Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. Chadwick Boseman, Marani's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins, The Father, Gary Oldman, Mank, and Tahar Rahim for the, I don't even know, Mahertian? I don't even know what this is, man. Yeah, I don't know. Mauritanian. Mauritanian. <laughs> if you say so. 
<laughs> yeah. You know what? That movie doesn't exist. <laughs> Moving on. Best motion picture, music, or comedy. Borat is nominated. Yikes. <laughs> so I had to stop there. Uh, Hamilton. Um, music. Palm Springs. And The Prom. Hmm. Now, I think it's cool that Palm Springs got some love. I think in a normal year it wouldn't have, but uh, maybe yeah. maybe for this category. Like, I don't think it's going to be nominated for Oscars in a normal year, but I could see Golden Globes still throwing it a bone, even if we were in a normal year. Yeah, I mean, I think it did win at Sundance or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best performance by an actress in a musical or comedy. We have... Maria Baklavova for Borat, uh, Kate mm. Hudson for Music, Michelle Pfeiffer for French Exit, uh, Rosamund Pike for I Care A Lot, and Anya Taylor-Joy for Emma. ATJ. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, dope. Yeah, and best performance by an actor in musical comedy, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen for Borat, James Gordon from The Prom, which is getting a ton of backlash, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda for Hamilton, Dev Patel for the personal history of David Copperfield. I was actually going to watch that on a plane, and I didn't. I watched something else instead. It's probably when I watched Scoob, because I'm a fucking idiot. And <laughs> Andy Samberg for Palm Springs. Um, okay. Yeah. Again, like, I'm I'm seeing a lot of these names, and in a normal year, I don't know if, like, I don't know. Really like Palm Springs, but, like, is Andy Samberg's performance, like, award-winning in that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. It, this whole year is weird. Same thing with Sacha Baron for Borat. Is that like... Oh, a, hell no. Hell no. Not deserved. Yeah. And then James Corden, like the reason he's getting such backlash is he he's basically playing like a caricature of a gay person in his movie. And it's like fairly offensive <laughs> for like the LTBQ community. And everyone's just like, really? That's nominated? He's a fucking joke. And so... Yeah. Um, yeah, man, they're, um, it's kind of fun to see what's nominated because there's a lot of like off the board things, but that's just the state of movies from this past year. Uh, best motion picture. I think this one is a two horse race, I guess, if you want to call it. But it's The Croods, Onward, Over the Moon, Soul, and Wolf Walkers. And I'm assuming it's going to be Soul, but Wolf Walkers, I think, has a chance. But mm. yeah, the, the previous three, um, I don't think, have any shot. Um Best motion picture, foreign language. We haven't seen any of these, but I think we're going to do a review on Minari, which is nominated. Um, and then La La Rona is also nominated, and I might try and check that out because I think it's got like a 95 or 99 or something like, something absurdly high on Rotten Tomatoes. And then the other three are Another Round, The Life Ahead, and Two of Us. And then we got Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role in Any Motion Picture. So that I, that's how hmm. they do it. They don't do it like comedy and drama for supporting. They just do any. But uh, Glenn Close is nominated for Hillbilly Elegy. Olivia Coleman is nominated for The Father. Jodie Foster is nominated for The Matrian. I'm butchering the way that's pronounced. Amanda Seyfried is nominated for Mank. And Helena Zengel is nominated for News of the World. And then Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role... Sasha Barracona is nominated again. So he's two acting noms this year uh, for the trial of the Chicago seven. Daniel Kaluuya is nominated for Judas and the black Messiah. Jared Leto. He is nominated for the movie we're about to talk about the little things. 
Bill Murray is nominated for On the Rocks, and Leslie Odom Jr. is nominated for One Night in Miami. Uh, Best Picture, hmm. uh, Emerald Fennel, Promising Young Woman. This is for Best Director. David Fincher for Mank, Regina King, One Night in Miami, Aaron Sorkin for The Trial of the Chicago 7, and Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. I, I like hmm. that that category there. That's it. I don't know. I think there's actually good contenders there because three of those movies I, I enjoyed a lot. Yeah. Best screenplay, Promising Young Woman, Mank, The Trial of the Chicago 7, The Father, and Nomadland. So it seems like those are the five that are really getting like a lot of love. Mm-hmm. Nomadland, The Father, Trial, Mank, and Promising Young Woman. That makes sense. We kind of predicted some of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best original score, The Midnight Sky, Tenet, which I hope wins because that scores bomb. <laughs> News of the World, Mank, and then Soul. I'd be cool with Soul too. Actually, Trent Reznor has two noms this year for uh, best score. Nice. For Mank and for Soul, yeah. Original song, there's a song from Judas and the Black Messiah, Fight for You. One from The Trial of Chicago Second, Seven, Hear My Voice. Uh, one from The Life Ahead. I think it's called Scene. I'm not going to try and pronounce that. Uh, one Night in Miami, Speak Now, and then The United States vs. Billy Holiday, Tigress and Tweed. <laughs> I don't hmm. know. Do we ever? I mean, I feel like we never really give a shit about that category. Best song. Yeah, original song. No. Yeah. I think that's all it for movies, unless I'm missing one, because I don't think they do visuals or anything like that. I'm kind of surprised Tenet only got one nomination. It was just for score. I mean, the score is amazing. See, I wasn't expecting Tenet to get any noms for best picture or acting or anything like that. And I don't I don't know if it would have gotten screenplay or anything like that. But the ones I was expecting were music and visuals, and they don't do visuals. So, mm. like, like I would be surprised if Tenet's not vi- nominated for best visuals when the Oscars come around. Yeah. I think people weren't big on the screenplay strictly because it was just, like, so much was happening. They felt like it was muddled a little bit. Yeah. It still baffles me. Like, I go on Rotten Tomatoes and Tenet's in, like, the 60s or something like that. Hmm. I guess it's a very specific style to have a liking for, which we just happen to like that a lot. Yeah, we like it a lot. Yeah, I just checked. Tenet's at 70. Hmm. For, All right, so. well, what do I know? <laughs> We're our own people. Cause we fucking love we that are. movie. But- See, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, because usually Golden, Glo- Golden Globes are always before the Oscars, but if the Golden Globes are announcing nominees, then the Oscars should be just a few weeks behind them in terms of making announcements and stuff. But like, I haven't heard a peep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I try to remember last year and I, I thought it was like the day after two days after the golden globes last year was when they nom- like announced the, uh, the Oscar winners or Oscar nominations. And, uh, so I don't even know when the, when the golden globes are supposed to happen. Let me, let me look it up february 28th so it's this month so yeah if that you know by that maybe three weeks from now we'll have oscar nominations to talk about but um yeah i don't know what everything it's it's all fucky it really is all fucky such as everything this year has been totally fucky but (laughs) yeah there's definitely some movie homework we got to do in there because probably half of those movies i'm like shit i didn't see that and it's like you would think in a year where there's so few movies it's like how did we miss anything but I think yeah. a lot of these have been like released like internationally and like haven't been released here yet. Like mm-hmm. I know the father, I think technically hasn't been released here yet. Like they did a lot of like screeners and I think um like it's it's gotten around to critics. 
so mm-hmm. far, but yeah. not really anybody else. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of movies that have Rotten Tomatoes scores that like were screened prior to the shutdown and you know, people got to see them and stuff, but no one else has been able to see them. Right. Yeah. I, I, there's a bunch I want to catch up on. I, uh, and it's funny because like, there's a few movies that like I watched that I've been telling you to watch. I mentioned possessor on like a few episodes ago, but that's like a movie that I, I really enjoyed. And like, there's, it's not in there. And, uh, I mean, uh, I saw, I saw monster hunter this week. That was pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure it was. I really want, I'm just going to tell you real quick. Monster hunter is, is a shit show, but there's one part that made me laugh so fucking hard. And there's this action sequence happening and there's a monster attacking like all the U S soldiers down there. Mm -hmm. And then there's one guy who's on the planet and he speaks zero English. Like he, he speaks no English the entire movie. And like, that's like kind of like a plot point throughout is that they have to like learn to like, like communicate with each other, even though they don't speak the same language. So he speaks no English and they're fighting this monster and they're driving this truck and he's like running alongside of them on like this mountain. And there's this one part where he jumps across this chasm and when he jumps, it goes into slow motion and then he says, jump. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. I fucking, I, it was me in the theater. And then like, actually like an 80 year old couple like sitting a few rows in front of me and that was it but that part happened and i lost my fucking i died i was like this is <laughs> this is fucking awesome <laughs> why did that need to be in there i don't know it's so ridiculous and uh it was funny maybe my i should have bro- went to see it my brother was in the theater like we went and saw it at the same time uh mine started about like 20 minutes earlier though and there was one part where he like texted me. He was just like, what the fuck was that? And then I was just like, bro, I was like, wait until this one part. And then like 20 minutes go by and I just hear him. And he's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like we were texting each other during the movie. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And then uh, I'm just just letting you know, um, there's a nice post credit scene to, to hype you up for that sequel. I thought I thought that was Ugh. so sick. They're like, man, they they had the fucking gonads to be, basically be like, yeah, we're leaving this on a cliffhanger. So you, because we all know you're excited for the sequel. <laughs> uh, dude, every movie sets itself up for the franchise now. Like all those action movies. It's, it's like, maybe you should see if you earned it first. So Don't get ahead of yourself. I really want you to watch it, but like, don't, if you're trying to prioritize movies, don't waste your time on it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to watch these uh, these award nominated movies before I go ahead and watch them. Shit like Monster Hunter. Hunter. <laughs> yeah, I'll put that on the back burner, and if it makes it, it makes it. It probably won't. It's <laughs> probably probably not. Probably not. I really don't want to put myself through that. I've actually kind of prided myself on. I'm like, as it stands right now, my bottom ten for the year is not all F's. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's going to be, I think this year I'm actually a little bit more, I, th- I think I said this already, but I'm a little bit more excited for like our duties and stuff because last year I think we saw basically all the same. Like we saw 214 movies last year each, but there was maybe like only like 15 to like 30 movies between the two of them that like either you didn't see that or I hadn't seen. Yeah. So like for the most part, like I think we had a lot of the same on our lists. This year I have no idea what's going to be on I think our top 10 and our bottom 10 are going to be very different. Yeah, possibly. Who knows, honestly? Because I feel like, because um, obviously by doing the show, we had 
you know, an episode a week, granted some weeks we would do like the what to watch, but for the most part, you know, probably two thirds of my list are movies that we did on the show. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. There's, it was probably the same for you unless you like went crazy and watched like a hundred movies. No, I I didn't get that high this year, but there's, there's a, a good amount that I went and watched like on my own and some that I think are really good. And some other ones that I think are, dog shit like i mean we're talking about monster hunter monster hunter is awful um yeah. so i mean i i do think that there are going to be some differences between our list and uh and some movies that maybe we didn't talk about in the pods so then we can just either give you a good recommendation or basically be like stay away from this piece of crap <laughs> yeah we'll it'll definitely be interesting it'll definitely be interesting to see and we're only like a little while away from the duties so if we're gonna if we're gonna cram any of these movies, we gotta cram them quick. Trailer park. Oh, out of nowhere. Well, what are we talking today? I f- I don't fucking know. I completely forgot. <laughs> I was gonna say that was like two hours ago. We discussed that. <laughs> All right. Well, when I jog your memory, you can tell them what the tie is. Oh oh oh. Um, I know it's Tom Holland movie. Yeah yeah. I don't remember the name of it. Is it the one okay. with him and um, Daisy Ridley Scott? Daisy Ridley Scott. <laughs> I guess that makes yeah. sense because this is a sci-fi movie, so. There you go. But yeah, we are talking Chaos Walking. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're one, wondering what the tie is, we can go to Sky for that. We can, we, can, <laughs> we can ask him what the tie is. Now listen up, you stupid fucking swampies, you dumb pieces of shit. It should be clear as day. It's so obvious what the tie is. These movies are practically kissing cousins because Tom Holland is in chaos walking, but he's also best known for portraying Spider-Man, Spagooter-Man. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be in this, this, you know, multiverse movie, the Spider-Verse type movie. We're going to figure out what's going on there, but we've also seen it's connected to some of the Fox Spider-Man movies and... We saw in another trailer for an upcoming movie that there's going to be some crossover with uh, Michael Keaton's Vulture in Morbius, and Morbius is played by Jared Leto, who's in The Little Things, you fucking ape. (laughs) So it all comes back around. Yeah, and it makes sense. It's it's probably one of the stronger connections we've ever had. I I love that because I think like the first trailer park we ever did was like we're doing Creed 2 which has Tessa Thompson in it. We're going to do another movie with Tessa Thompson in it. And then this is just like we have to spend 2 minutes explaining our reasoning behind it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, some sometimes we were just like there's no connection, moving on. Yeah. There is none. Fuck off. Uh, anyway, yeah. I I do enjoy it when we get to stretch to find the meaning. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good time. I f- I feel like it's yeah. amusing for us because we're just like this is so dumb. <laughs> like the more yeah. dumb the better. But yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but we are talking chaos walking now. Man, maybe we should just watch this. Maybe we should just go into it because there's there's a, like a few things I want to say. But you know, we watched Rumble recently. And mm-hmm. everything I said before we watched the trailer totally fucked up how you felt about it. So I kind of want to know how you feel about it before I drop some knowledge on you. 
Yeah, maybe. I actually haven't watched this trailer either. Oh, okay. Yeah, this trailer played when I went and saw... Monster Hunter? No, it wasn't Monster... <laughs> this is another funny thing. When I went and saw Monster Hunter, there's a, a Demon Slayer movie coming out, and that's like a Japanese anime, and the trailer yeah. for that was playing, and it wasn't subbed. So it was just screaming Japanese like anime on the screen and this I'm I'm certain this couple who were in their 80s were just sitting there like what the fuck am I watching right now <laughs> was it animated <laughs> oh yeah yeah it was like full Japanese anime in Japanese with no subtitles oh interesting interesting and yeah no I don't I don't think that played during that I'm trying to think of the oh I think it played during uh promising young women's trailers yeah yeah I think that's when I saw it so yeah, do you want to just check it out and then we'll get to get to some of the the bare bones info? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. That was a terrible crash. We're lucky to be alive. Tom Holland in a poncho. It's a girl. Girl, girl. Oh my gosh, girl. I'm sorry. No blue blonde hair. I've just never, ever seen a girl before. Who are you? It's so loud here. We call it the noise. Happened to all the men on this planet. Every thought in our heads were on display. Where are all the women? The dead. No noise. What is she thinking? Where the hell is her noise? It's strange to see everything you're thinking. You know, it was strange for me too, not knowing what's going on in your head. I mean, I don't know, you might not like my dog or you want to hit me over the head with a rock or something. I like your dog. He's stronger than he knows. Yeah. You better watch your noise. Snake. 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 If those men catch you, they'll kill you. Get in the boat! What? <laughs> if you want to protect the girls, you have to leave now. Keep you safe, safe. Keep you safe. Safe. I actually do really like the cast. There's no telling what he can do. I leave that girl before she wants him. How many are coming? A hundred. Two hundred. Thousands. Come on. I'm talking to a new man. Fight. Be quiet. I'm trying, I'm trying. Come on. Fight. 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 What do you think about that? So he's got ghosts in his brain or something? So basically, yeah, he's got, he's got ghost brain. <laughs> mm, we've all been there. Yeah, no, so, yeah, all the people on this planet, their thoughts are, I think they call them noise. You're, you, can, you can see and hear people's thoughts. But not hers? N not hers because she's not from the planet. Interesting. Now, this is based on a 
this is based on on a book. I I think this might actually be based on three books that they might be morphing into one. I'm not sure because I think the the books are a trilogy. I don't know if they're just pulling from one of them or if they melded them all into each other because what I was going to say is that last year I'm trying to remember is Lionsgate or I know Lionsgate is like the production company on it but I'm not sure if it's also part of like Universal but whatever I think it's Universal they said basically that they're not releasing this they said that it was unwatchable <laughs> I remember that I remember articles being coming out about this movie and they were just like we're throwing it in the fucking dumpster they said that it was unwatchable, basically. And that was about, I think, a couple years ago. Um, but they they ordered reshoots. And um, I know they did reshoots, but between the time that they filmed the original shoot like shots and then they got the actors back to the ne- do like the ne- rem- remaining scenes that they wanted to do or whatever, it was like two years. So apparently there's like Mondo continuity, like, errors in this where like Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley really looked significantly older in some scenes. Nice. But, um, I mean, not knowing anything about the production stuff, I, I don't think this looks like awesome or anything like that, but it had me intrigued. I think it definitely looks, I'm, I know that there's money behind it. There's over a hundred million dollars into this movie at this point, which is crazy that they were thinking about scrapping it. But, um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't expect it to be good strictly just because what the studio said and everything like that. But I'm in, I'm intrigued. The only thing that like I'm kind of like man on, I guess, just in general, like I think this movie got funded right around the time that the Hunger Games was like blowing up like the movies. Uh, I so it was like, yeah, like I'm kind of off that. Like I enjoyed the first Hunger Games. I enjoyed the second Hunger Games. I think the third and fourth are like kind of crap. But uh, I think that book is also kind of crap. Um, but then, like, shots fired. Divergent. What were you going to say? Said so shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> um, but I was going to say, like, Divergent and, like, uh, Maze, like, the Maze, like, all these, like, young teen book, like, edgy book movies. Or they're trying to be, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, I'm it looks, overall. It them. looks like how those movies feel. Like, it also reminds me of, like, well, what's the um, what's the Scientologist one? It's like Battlefield, Battlefield Earth. Is that one or Battle? I mean, there was yeah. I think Battlefield Earth was one. There was also uh, Battlefield L.A., but that was not that was not exactly the same. That was like a just a trash. And then there's the Will Smith movie. and um, and uh, and his son had that movie. Oh. Um. Oh. <laughs> What was that movie called? That movie was was awful. And Jaden Smith looked like he had diarrhea the entire time. <laughs> yeah. The, that, um... Oh, you know what? I think I'm mixing it up. I think that one is called, like... Like, After Earth? Yeah, and, After Earth. That's it. And the other one is mm-hmm. Battlefield, like, AD or something like that. I Yeah, I think you're right. Yep, I think you got it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it... This looks like it fits in, like... That early 2020s, late 2000 teens, like mm-hmm. that's going to be like, they're going to feel real dated to this time. Yeah, I think so. I think this movie, and this actually ties into the movie we're going to talk about, but I think this movie came out, is coming out too late. Like, I think it was being released at a point when things were hot 
and it just took too long to get out. And now when it comes out, it's going to be like past its time a little bit. Yeah. I think the saving grace for it is that there is a good amount of star power. Like Tom Holland is obviously huge. Daisy Ridley is not as big, but she's still big. I mean, coming off of Star Wars is huge. And then you've got Mad Mickelson, who's awesome. And he's also going to be in Harry Potter because he's taking over Johnny Depp's role. Mm -hmm. So, like, those are three A-listers right there. I mean, Nick Jonas isn't a like acting Mondo star or anything. He hasn't really been anything other than, like, Jumanji and a few, like, other things. But still, like, he's a draw for, like, younger teens and stuff like that. So I think this movie, I think a lot of people are going to watch it based on that. Just don't yeah. think it's gonna be very good. I think the trailer can can gloss it up a little bit and make it look like kind of cool, but I have a feeling when we come down to watch it, it's gonna be a, like a the story's gonna be a mess. And they're not showing you a ton of like a like it looks like there's like alien invaders. They don't really show them much. I have a feeling it's not gonna look good because that that was a thing. Apparently, the studio was like, we invested like a hundred plus million dollars into this movie, and it kind of looks like shit. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what it brings us. Yeah. Was this the movie just re- Tom Holland like tweeted like maybe like two weeks ago. He was like, Hey, I'm like one of my movies trailers are dropping and everyone got like excited. Like, Oh, is it like cherry or like spider verse or something? Was it this, is this what got put out? Was chaos walking? I think so. Oh, that's kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> He's got to do so. his promotion, do his thing. It's fine. Yeah, kids yeah. working. That's good. Yeah, no, never, never, never blame the Tom Holland. We love him. Yeah, love him. Uh, you want to get out of this trailer park? Yeah, let's get out of here. Blow this popsicle stand and start start talking about the little things because you know it's the little things in life that we care about most in this show. Mm-hmm. It's the little things, like like my chode. <laughs> Yeah, this this movie was named after our our conjoined penises. <laughs> collective cock. <laughs> our collective cock. <laughs> our dual uh, dicking. Yeah. <laughs> the little things. Yeah, man. Is I actually didn't really know much about this movie going into it. You had mentioned it maybe about a month ago. You're like, yo, there's like that movie that's got like Denzel Washington and Jared Leto and Remy Malik in it, like a lot of star power coming out and it's going to HBO. Like maybe we could do that. And I was like, Oh, and then this trailer actually played in the theater. Um, when I saw promising young woman also, and yeah, I was same. like, Oh, I was like, that looks, that looks pretty dope. Like I can, I can get behind that. Obviously like with it being on HBO, a lot of people have been seeing it. A lot of people have been talking about it. So, uh, yeah, we decided to do this movie and John Lee Hancock is the director on this movie. And he's also the writer on this movie. He's done a few movies that are really good. He he wrote the and directed the the Blind Side, which you know had Oscar wins. He did the Highwayman, which was twenty. Is that last year? Is that a twenty nineteen movie? Yeah. Um, the Founder, like Saving Mr. Banks, like like a bunch of like either good movies or like fine movies. As far as a writer, this is his first writing credit though since Snow White and the Huntsman, which is like. That's like eight years ago at this point. Wow. So I think as a writer, his his credits aren't as impressive, but he has done good stuff. But the main draw of this movie is the cast. I mean, between the three main actors in the movie, you have four acting Oscar wins. So, I mean, that was the big draw for me. I was really excited to see Denzel. And Remy Malek is honestly one of the only reasons why I'm kind of excited for the new James Bond movie, because it's like... Daniel Craig's probably going to phone it in. <laughs> yeah, but like definitely. Excited to see Remy Malik in it. And 
Jared Leto, like as much as we shit on like his Joker and stuff like that, he's actually a legit good actor. Oh, he's amazing. So I was just like, you know, this 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 could be really cool. Like I haven't seen a good like crime drama in a while. Like maybe uh maybe this will give me like a good fix. And um I don't know, let's, dude, we could start right there, I guess. Well, I I would say first, Jared Leto he he was a huge sell. I mean, all of these actors are a huge sell. I'd say like maybe Denzel was number one for me, then Jared Leto, and then Rami Malek. Like Rami Malek, like I know he's good, but like I'm not a huge fan of like. Like, you know, people jerk off to, like, Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, I didn't think it was, like, amazing or anything. Like, I think he did a good enough job. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. have many problems with him. Like, I'm, I'm aware that he can be really good. But yeah. um, Jared Leto, I mean, he's, man, he really, like, commits to his roles. Like, I think the best acting I've ever seen out of him is the way, like, he acts, like, 30 Seconds to Mars isn't a pile of shit. <laughs> That was that was awesome. <laughs> nice. Yeah, oh, there's, man. A, there's a lot of walking around to get to that punchline. I like that though. Yeah, I was. I thought you were gonna. What I thought you were gonna say I was like, he's either going with Dallas Buyers Club, which is or great. Maybe, yeah, but but <laughs> that that's awesome. <laughs> bury me, bury me. <laughs> That's what oh he was saying God. in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's hundred percent right. I guess spoilers, but yeah, but no, I mean, yeah, they, they're the big draw. And I guess I, I, while we're talking about the acting, I'll say this. Like, I think the acting in this movie is pretty strong. I, it didn't blow my dick off. I think it's pretty strong, but there is an issue that I have and it's with the writing with the characters. And, mm. I think this kind of uh I think this hits a lot of things in the movie that I want to talk about, but I think the writing across the board is not particularly good on this movie. I don't know what you think, but I think a lot of it comes down to dialogue and then a lot of it also comes on what they choose to focus on throughout the majority of the movie and especially knowing the outcome of the movie. There's there's just some weird decisions yeah. on what they chose to focus on. Um scrambled eggs, man. This I think the writing in this is scrambled eggs. It's like okay, when you're when it's all said and done, and the, I don't think this is like necessarily like a spoiler for like how I feel about the movie as a whole, but like maybe it is. When it's all said and done, it, you know everything got mixed up. Some things are kind of just like like what like why did you do that there? Like I agree that like the the writing's kind of weak and. um does anybody really like scrambled eggs? It's like, <laughs> I can think of like probably a dozen other ways to cook an egg that will be more satisfying for breakfast, but are scrambled eggs necessarily bad? Not really. They're just kind of like meh. Yeah. Just you know? So it's something, like something you, you just, eat in the morning when you're, when you're groggy and you, you can't comprehend what's, what's really that good. Yeah, you're like hung over and you're just like whipping up eggs and they're spilling over the side of the pan and you're burning them to the top of the fucking stove and you're just like, well, that smell's not going to get out for like another week in my apartment. Got to light a now I got to light a candle. It's like making more work for you and then you eat them and it's just like this is kind of disappointing. And there you have our review of the little things. <laughs> Scrambled eggs. <laughs> <And the> eggs. <laughs> no, but like I feel like that's like how the script was written. It's like 
there, there's a lot of times where I was watching the movie and I felt like the movie didn't know what it was necessarily trying to show you, tell you, or where it was supposed to go next. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm going to, let me say a couple things real quick, and I think we can talk a little bit more about it. But this movie was written in the 90s, which is the reason why it takes place in the 90s. Really? (laughs) Yeah, and that's why I was saying during the trailer park that I'm like, I think this movie was like just like came out a little bit too late because... The movie was trying, like, when it was written, like, I don't know if capitalize is the right word, but, like, capitalize on the fear of, like, the Night Stalker, which was, like, a thing back then. And, you know, there was multiple directors, like, linked to it, and then just kept getting pushed back and pushed back. Eventually, he was just like, I'm going to, I'm just going to direct it myself. But, like, Spielberg was, was linked to this as a director one time, and Danny DeVito was, and Clint Eastwood was. Like, wow. This has been in the works for, like, yeah, like, almost 30 years now at this point. But, um... What I was going to say, though, is I think that they had the ending written and nothing else. And then they were kind of like, OK, let's like figure out how to get there. And what they choose to do and like, sw- I guess, swerve you or whatever, like it's not it's not particularly good. I don't know, man. I think the ending is definitely like what they're like. That's going to be the movie right there. The last like five minutes of this movie. But I don't know. I, I kind of got to go into spoilers, but I'll. Basically, like, the movie itself, for the majority of it, you think it's just a crime drama. You think it's a crime, like, mystery. And you're hoping for answers in this. But then you find out, like, in the last five minutes of this movie, like, oh, this movie's actually a character study. But I didn't know that for the majority of the time. So, like, you just kind of just threw this at me at the end, and I don't give a shit. Like, does yeah. that make sense? I guess. But it's hard for that to make sense, because I feel like there's a good amount of the movie that didn't make sense to me. Like as I was watching it, like especially the ending, the ending definitely is what I think muddies up the rest of the, like it muddies up the rest of the movie pretty bad. I will say, cause I don't want to beat it up too much right out the gate because it's a negative because it shouldn't be this way, but it is a positive, but like the acting, like this movie is sold and carried on the back of its cast. And their Mm -hmm. performances, like you said, none of them did anything that necessarily blew me away, but I think they were all good. Like, I think, like, I think Jared Leto is great as like a fucking weirdo. Like, Mm -hmm. of course, of course he was. I liked Denzel as like this quiet, cold, like inner turmoil type, like almost like he almost had like a, um, like a stern, like robotic kind of mentality like the way he like maneuvered and like made decisions throughout the movie and like i think rammy uh, the three of them i think they were all like really good i don't think it was anything that really would stand out in their own personal like catalog is like man this movie like if you love this actor you gotta see them in this but i liked their chemistry playing off of each other i thought was like really fun to watch like interesting to watch See, I, I actually didn't really like their chemistry. Like, I think their performances are good. And I don't know if it's necessarily the chemistry. I just think the dialogue's really wooden. So, like, kind of like the the relationship between, like, Denzel and Rami, like, didn't really, like, it didn't really click for me. So, I, I don't know. That, that kind of left me wanting more. But I was just, like, sitting there. I'm like, they're acting, like, by themselves. They are doing a good job. 
Like, I'm not blown away, but they're doing a good job. But, like, I just don't really enjoy a lot of the things that are coming out of their mouth. Like, like even, like, a, like a lot of, like, the, just the dialogue seems very generic, like, cop movie-ish. And it's, like, a, mm-hmm. like a thing early in the movie where they're, like, uh, why don't I take you to breakfast? And he's, like, what time? Here. How about, I, how about you pay for me? Okay. See you then. Like, that's, like, their conversation. It's just, like, there's no, like. It's not, like, sharp very, or witty. very or- formal. Yeah, it's, like, very, like, formal, like, the whole time. Yeah. I did want to say this, though, because, like, so far we've come out of the gate, like, kind of talking down on it. I will say this. Like, I was I was definitely entertained and intrigued for the majority of the movie. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't like, super, like, enthralled or invested in the characters, but I, I was kind of just, like, yeah, like, I want to know what's going on. Like, I want to know who did this. There are some really good sequences. Like, I'll, I will say this. Uh, I don't think the movie ever, like, holds up to as good as the first scene is in the movie. Like the opening sequence kind of sets the tone. I think that's a yeah. big reason why you get invested so much, but I was definitely intrigued in it. I, I was not hating this the majority of the way through. There was just a lot of things like left to be desired by the end of it. Yeah. If that makes sense. But like, I think a big part of that is just, there's some tension in the beginning. There's some blood in the beginning. So a lot of things that like make you want to be like, these people need justice. I need to, we need to find out who's doing it. But like, again, coming back to the writing, like this, this movie's been made like a million times already. Yeah. You know, just like without the ending, like it's the old star cop turned like, just like old guy who left. You know, he's coming back to the big city to team up with the young buck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Solve the case. And, uh, yeah, had a similar case like this years ago. We never caught the guy. Thought he just disappeared. Yeah. But now he's back. He's, he's back. We this time it's personal. Him. I'm yeah. doing it for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally a lot yeah. in the movie. Yeah, there's a lot of tropes. There's a lot of the cliche, mystery, um, kind of like the, the L.A. noir type feel, except less like, you know, 50s style, like just mm-hmm. in the 90s. Yeah, it, uh, I think in terms of like the story and definitely like their dialogue, it's very middling, like very middling. Yeah. yeah like they're I, not, so. they're not breaking the mold. They're not doing anything. There's no flash. There's no flair to this movie. Like it, it's, it is really sold and carried on the backs of Denzel, Leto, and Rami Malik. Like that's, that's it. Yeah. My my biggest pros to the movie, like, again, like I said, I was entertained. I don't think this movie ever becomes straight up boring. Oh, no, yeah. I, it had my attention the whole time. Yeah. And and like we said, I think the acting is good. I think some of the actors are pulling from other things a little bit. And then the other thing I was going to say, this is actually like, I, this is something that's not going to make or break a movie for me, but when it's good, I really appreciate it. I love the music on this movie. I think the score is really good. Oh, yeah, it's it's pretty perfect and even like when it switches out the score for the soundtrack i thought that that was really good too Mm -hmm. yeah thomas newman's the the composer on it and like his resume is pretty impressive because he last year he did 1917 but like Mm. shawshank redemption and skyfall and american beauty and the green mile are like all on his resume so wow yeah i thought thought the music was awesome in it but um i mean really like in general i think this movie like i watch it i'm just like it was fine it was whatever which in like some ways is possibly worse than being God awful because I'm probably going to forget about this movie pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think if you're a fan of like 
cop movies and you're not too picky with them, you'll you'll enjoy this. You're like it's good for single consumption, but it's not the most original movie. And I, I do think the ending is going to bother a lot of people, which is you have to go into spoilers for that. And I do want to talk about that. But, um, you know, I don't know if you have anything else left. No, I don't have anything else that's non-spoilery. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I think this is a I think this is a perfect example of like the kind of movie that could and or should be dual released in theaters and on streaming. Like, I, I don't necessarily think this is a movie you have to see in theaters. Like, I agree. Th- this is one of those that I think that watching it at home, you won't feel like you either wasted time or you were robbed of anything. Like you said, like it definitely entertaining holds your attention, but let's break into spoilers because while this movie held my attention the whole time, I feel like that ending kind of upset me, not because of necessarily how it played out, but because I'm like, wow, like you kept me here this whole time. You kept my attention this whole time and I gave it to you gladly entertained and all that. And this is how you repaid me. The ending for me is very, it's a mixed bag because I get what they were going for. Kind of like I get the, there's there. It's kind of like a more like ponderous ending, I guess, because they like Denzel Washington says like early on in the movie when they're trying to catch the guy and he's like, it's the little things that get you caught. And you're like, Oh, this guy's like, a hero like he's gonna fucking save the day at the end and then he says at the end of the movie like yeah it's the little things that get you caught and you're like oh this guy's a fucking like he's he should be in jail he's a psycho basically and and like it's playing on kind of like who is like the real villain sometimes or like the people that you perceive as heroes might not actually be like that good that's why they kind of like leave the reveal of like what happened during that like case six years ago whatever to the end And, like, I think that there are some cool things in the end. Like, I like that the ending is kind of ambiguous because there's enough there's enough evidence that you couldn't use in court that would prove that Jared Leto actually was the killer. But you don't actually know, and he could have just been just some weirdo fucking with the cops. Yeah. And I kind of think it's cool that, like, Denzel, like, for him to have, like, peace of mind, he, like, needed to finally, like, catch the guy or like save somebody and it's like in his mind yeah like I got enough information like I think this guy did do it and then I he didn't want Rami Malek to live the life that he lived so he like gave him a peace of mind by kind of sending him a red herring yeah Um, like I think I think that's all cool it's just like for me the whole movie was about finding the killer like the whole movie is a mystery movie until the last five minutes when it's like you know what we're gonna let you like sit on these things and just think about them and it's like but that's not what the movie was until now Right. And that's why that's what like kind of bothered me is I was just like I spent the last hour and 55 minutes hoping for one thing and now you're giving me something else that really doesn't have anything to do with anything that I watched <laughs> up until yeah. this point. And I feel like the ending almost makes you think that oh, like I get again, I get what they were trying to do, but it almost more solidifies that Jared Leto didn't do it. Because, like, he didn't have any mementos from the killings. He just had scraps of all these different killings. Like, scrap paper. Like, he could have just been, like, some sick fuck weirdo who gets off on this type of shit. And he's just, like, he's just he's just a weirdo. Like, 
there I don't think there was enough proof. Like I feel like there should have been a scene or something where maybe to one of the cops, it was like what like it was clear to them and the audience that he is a hundred percent the guy, but he got away on like a technicality or like some unusable evidence, but like he is without a doubt the guy, but they never did that and they never got that. So it's like it's legit like 50 50 he could or he couldn't be and then i feel like the ending when like you realize denzel basically like you know he sends rami malik the thing to give him the peace of mind but like you know that that's fake it's just like oh shit then maybe he's maybe he's not and then it's like then what was this whole fucking thing for and i guess yeah, yeah it is it is the stuff about like denzel and how far will you go and blah 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 but yeah i don't know like i feel I feel like there should have been something more to establish that Jared Leto was definitely the right guy. Mm -hmm. Because you still would have gotten the same message across about Denzel's character, like pushing the line and like how far will you cross that line to make sure you, that justice is served. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. For me, like, I feel like there is enough information, but again, like you don't a hundred percent know. Like I think the, the fake teeth, it was a big sign because the, the the bite marks never matched up, but if he has teeth that are missing that he like pops in and out, then that would explain it. Yeah. I mean, it, it is fucking weird that he's got all the, the papers and shit like that. And that uh the body was dumped in a place that he's always at and you know, just uh that he's he's always on the fucking side of the road and like I don't know, th- there's there's a bunch of things where it's just like, yeah, like I feel like you are like seventy five percent certain that that is the guy, but like don't actually know and yeah there were mementos like he had like a like a rabbit's what is it, the rabbit's foot thing he had that mm-hmm. in like the cabinet under there but they never said like because they were looking for that red beret but like i feel like maybe they could have brought that and been like any of these girls that have gone missing like is this something like i, I don't know but what i think would have been cooler is i don't know what you do exactly with jerry little maybe you just you make it a little bit more certain but then Maybe like at the end, rather than straight up show the missing package of like, or the the package of like uh, berets with one missing, the red one, because <laughs> the way they do it is like yeah. super obvious. It's like berets, and then there's like this one's a brown one, this one's a red one, <laughs> and it's missing. Like rather than showing that, maybe you just show Denzel leaving like some sort of like a like store or whatever like that with the bag, and make it very like subtle about it. And then it kind of plays yeah. like, did did like did he send him that? Like, is that what he bought and he sent it to him, or was that actually in the? I think that is a lot more like you can think a little bit more on that. Where whereas this is just like, yeah, I bought this because it didn't exist. I sent it to him, and um, yeah, like we don't know at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I think <clears throat> I don't even think there's anything I missed. I don't think there's anything that like a second viewing would show me. And I feel like that's something that's really fun about these mystery movies is that when you get to see the solve in the end and then you can go back and see like all the ways it really like came together and all the pieces that you missed on the journey. And I feel like this movie doesn't have any of that. Like I didn't, I don't think there was anything I missed. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so I, at all. Actually, I was going to say this earlier. I feel like this movie in general feels like there are things missing from it. Yeah. Some of it could just be just like plot points like that. Like you're saying, like, uh, that would be cool. Like little, I don't know if it's Easter eggs, just like little, little hints, little symbols that could help you, uh, you know, on, on subsequent viewings be like, Oh shit. Like now I'm picking up on that. Like, yeah, this definitely makes sense. I don't, 
there isn't any of that in it. And then also just like in general, there's a lot of rushed scenes. It feels like, like there's a lot of conveniences. It didn't feel like to me, like there was any process between them being like, we literally have no suspects for this to basically being like, yeah, we have this one guy and we believe that he is like 99% sure the killer. Like it just seemed like he like went to a business, found a list of names and then was like, this is the guy. He's got a, he's got a, he's got a car with lots of miles on it. And he looks like a weirdo. Yeah. And then, yeah, then there's just a lot of other convenient scenes where it's just like Rami Malik and Denzel Washington just like run into each other at like bars. <laughs> like they don't, they don't plan to meet there. It's just kind of like one of them walks in and sees the other person sitting at a bar and they're like, Hey, how you doing? And they start talking about yeah. the case. Like just like stuff like that's a little sloppy. Um, and even the whole thing of like, why did Rami Malik want, him to like come along with him and check out this case when it's like outside his jurisdiction and stuff. Like, I don't know. There's like, yeah, like, like you're saying these like odd conveniences and these things that are never really explained. Like, I don't know. I'm not a detective, so I don't, you know, yeah, whatever. Maybe that's how it's done. (laughs) I was, there's like other things too. Like particularly, I don't like in like, uh, like crime shows that are like, really like there's like one guy who just like has all the answers. He's like a genius and he can like figure out stuff and no one else can figure out like even like house is kind of like that where there's just one person who's just like, like a detective and he figures out things immediately. Like there's all these like investigators like searching the scene and then like Denzel just goes over and he's like, I found the observatory. It's right across the street. Like one, like why wouldn't they have checked that out or two? Like, like why did nobody think about that? And then Denzel just finds a chair and he's like, like, a lot of, lot of convenient tropey stuff like that. Uh, I just I just didn't really appreciate. But I feel like some ways I feel like this movie like lengthwise is like just right. Like I probably wouldn't have wanted to watch more than two hours of this. But then at the same time, like I feel like they probably should have added like a few more things here just to like really tighten up the movie and add more things that would help you believe the outcome one way or another. And you just don't get that. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know, man. The ending for me, like, I think the ending for a lot of people is going to really piss them off. For me, it didn't piss me off. It was just, I, I like that it's an ambiguous ending. I just don't like how there's so much that you have to make up for it to like work and for you to like get into the character's head. Yeah. And I, I, I just don't like that all that much. Cause I feel like there's times where you can justify something in a movie where you're like, Oh, well like this one thing I can justify it by this. Whereas in this movie, it's kind of like, I have to almost in my head make up the reasons why he's doing certain things because I didn't get into like the characters enough during the movie. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it, it wasn't a character study until the last five minutes of the movie. Whereas if it was that during the majority of the movie, maybe I could have like gotten into Denzel's headspace a little bit more. So then by the end of it, I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, I believe that maybe he feels like he solved the case, even though it wasn't enough, but like, I don't actually know. And I feel like he feels like he is doing the right thing for Rami Malik by sending him that. But yeah. I don't know. I just the ending's a little sloppy, is what I'm gonna say. I think a lot of the movies a little sloppy. Yeah, this movie's a real sloppy poppy. <laughs> Bringing it back. You have anything else, dude? No, I don't, but I know you do. I know you got that fresh produce, brah. <laughs> You've been hanging out in the garden and uh I know you you're coming in. With a big old sack of tomato tomatoes. Yeah, boy. Tomato, tomato. Why don't you empty your sack on me? <laughs> <laughs> Give me those tomatoes. <laughs> Come on, man. Just just drain your sack. 
strain your sack on me, man. <laughs> I'm waiting. Tomato, tomato, tomato. The critics, they're bringing this in at a 48%. Woof. Okay. <laughs> Slapping that F on it. <laughs> yeah, damn. Harsh. Uh, yeah, tomato, the audience, they are bringing it in at a 64%. So you got a D to an F, basically. Interesting. Huh. Pick your poison. Well, I'm going to say tomato. Maybe I was in a good mood or something. Like, I don't know. Like, there's, because, like, obviously, like, I had my problems with, like, the writing, the ending, and stuff like that. But even still, I didn't grade it as harsh as either of those. I gave it a C minus. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you wanted to say anything real quick, but if not, I'll just give you my grade and we can talk about it real quick. Well, I felt like, like, I was entertained watching it, held my attention. I think that the performances are good. I liked, like, the mood, the tone, like, the music. It does a really good job setting that. And I think mm-hmm. it looked, like, it was well shot. Like, it didn't, there wasn't anything that, like, offended me about the way it was, like, edited or filmed. And I think there was some, like, there, there was some cool stuff there. And I'll, I'll, I could see, like, the quality and the production and stuff like that. So, but overall, like, like kind of like what you said, I feel like this movie's going to be, like, very forgettable. Like, it's very middling, which is not great and sometimes worse than if it's just straight up bad. So, like, I just gave it, like, a middling grade because that's how I felt about how the movie was. It's scrambled eggs, baby. It's like, yeah, it's you could eat it. It's still breakfast, and you'll be fine. But, like, it it definitely could have been a lot better. Should yeah. have been a lot better. I Yeah, I think so, too. And no offense if you love scrambled eggs, folks. <laughs> For me, I... I'm very close to what you just said. Also, I was kind of surprised by the scores and I think the critics are probably being harsher on it. One, because I feel like it's something we've seen a million times. I feel like it's a very generic cop story for the majority of it. And then I think there are like a few like other like problems. Like I said, I don't don't think there's great characterization in the movie. And I also think that there's, there's just some, some very tropey stuff in this where like people are making dumb decisions. We didn't even get in on that. Like their plan with the bar and stuff is like, that was like the dumbest plan ever. (laughs) That's like the stupidest thing ever. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. So I think the critics are like grading out a little bit on that. I think the audience's score is low strictly because I think people hate the ending. Like for the normies, I think the ending in the movie is the most important thing because if you have like an unsatisfying ending for people who aren't going to take the time to try and like figure out like the, like the justification of like why these events happen to this person or what they're feeling. Then they're just gonna be like, that was fucking stupid. Like I guarantee there's a lot of people that don't like uncut gems. Cause they're just like, I just wasted my time. He fucking died. And it's like, no, that's, that's what's supposed to happen to that character. So I think a lot of people, I think the scores are low for different reasons, but again, I wasn't entertained from the most of it. Like, I think there are problems with it, but I didn't hate it. And I thought the performances were strong and, I was invested. So I actually went with a C. Okay. I almost gave it a C. I I had it down as a C initially, and then I I just dropped it down to a C minus after like thinking about it a little bit more and really looking at like the writing and how I felt about the ending. But um, yeah, my knee jerk reaction was a C. Yeah. Brianna asked me because we watched it together last night and she was like, what'd you think? And then my reaction to it was just like, eh, it was fine. It was a fine movie. Yeah. Like whatever. And, like, I feel like just, like, that reaction, just, like, it's just, what like, it's just a fine whatever movie. Like, not criminally bad, but not, like, particularly good is, like, that's that's a C. It's average. Yeah, that's a C thing. for you. 
See, I think I only went for like a C minus because like in my head, I'm just like, I would give this like a 70, which would be a C minus. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked, I think I was, looked up, by the way, um, I looked up the Rotten Tomato score to see like what the average score is. And for the audience, the average score is a 75. Oh, okay. So. That makes a lot of sense. All right, cool. Well then, uh, way to go audience. We did it. <laughs> we nailed this one. <laughs> We're, uh we're right on par with the people that we were literally calling like brainless apes like a few minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. All right. Well, shit. I mean, I guess we still have a little bit of time to decide whether this is our first 2021 movie or one of our last 2020 movies, but we got the duties coming up soon. So we'll have an answer by then. And, uh, I'm very much excited for that. I know that you are too. We got, Mm -hmm whole bunch of good stuff we we gotta we actually do have some movies coming we know we got um judas and the black messiah again that's another one that might fall into that is it 2021 is it 2020 something we'll have to iron out before the duties but i don't know if we're going to be able to because i feel like that movie's going to come out after we record the duties possibly maybe i don't know i think i think it is so I think uh, that's going to we'll force see. it into a 2021 movie, which means maybe we should count this as that as well. I don't know. It's a, it's a fucky situation, but if anybody can figure it out, probably not us, but we're going to try. <laughs> yeah. I, it was, it was fun. I blocked out our entire schedule for all of 2021, whatever it was like two weeks ago. Yeah. And I sent it to you and we're like, man, like this is awesome. Like there's a lot of movies coming out like every week, basically. And then, mm-hmm. uh, Literally two days after I sent that, um, A Quiet Place and one other movie got pushed back. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? I'm trying to remember what what the other one was. I knew it was going to happen, but it was just like literally like right after I made it was when they got pushed back. I was like, spent all this time researching, typing it all out. And then it's just like change of plans, folks. Yeah, it was it it was the king. The king's man was the other one that got pushed back. And that's it's. Actually, it's the seventh time getting pushed back now. Just, like, fucking release it. Yeah, is that really the one that's, like, going to save the cinema? None of these... That's the thing, is, like, none of these movies will save the cinema. I think Black Widow has the best shot just because it's an MCU movie. Yeah. They just need to accept that you're not going to see the same returns. I don't think that... I don't think that the studios are going to see the money they would want from these movies until, like, 2025. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I would hope that 2022 things would be back to normal, but uh, I don't know, man. Well, that's not that's a topic for a completely different podcast that actually has importance, I guess. This no, we we bring people happiness. We're very important. We're very important to we a lot of people's important. daily commutes. Yeah, that's true. From from the bedroom to the computer. <laughs> yeah. From the bedroom to the bathroom. The two dudes are by your side, (laughs) especially in the bathroom. We're right there with you. If you're listening to this while you're in the bathroom right now, and this very moment that I'm speaking, I just want you to know, I smell what you're doing. Your cock stinks. Your cock stinks. You got to wash that thing. You got to get in between the folds. (laughs) The fold. (laughs) The folds. I'm assuming you're uncircumcised too. If I know anything about our listeners, a lot of assumptions going on right now. (laughs) If I know anything about our male listeners, it's one, they're in the bathroom at this exact moment 
in the episode. Two, they're uncircumcised. And three, their cock stinks. Stinks. <laughs> <laughs> and the ladies are perfect in every way. Wouldn't change a thing. Bunch of angels. Mm-hmm. Except yeah. for that one. And you know who you are, you nasty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we get messages and be like, am I the one you were talking about? Um, we'll just be like, you'll never know. You'll never know. We're literally playing that game right now where like you go up to someone and, you're, and you just pretend to whisper in their ear while staring at someone else. And they're like, what the fuck are you saying about me? And you're like, oh, I can't tell you. You weren't saying anything. That's what we're doing right now. That's 100% what we're doing. Right now. I love it. I love it. All right. So you guys already know what to do. Follow us on social media. That way you can message us and ask. If you're the you're the nasty bitch we were talking about at Two Dudes Movie Reviews, you can follow me at Sky Two Dudes if you wish, and you can follow me at Colin Two Dudes uh-huh. if you wish, and you can go to Two Dudes Movie Reviews dot com and check out our merch, and you mm-hmm. can write us a five star review on Apple to try and win some of that merch. All of that is good. All of that is fun, and we'll be back real soon. To talk about something else, I guess, because that's what we do. Because this is a show. Just you, you know how it is. Just yeah. smash that subscribe button. Um, I think I'm having a stroke. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> smash that subscribe uh, button. Smash that cock. <laughs> smash that. Smash that uncircumcised stinking ass cock of yours. <laughs> that mu- uh, musky musky peen. <laughs> yeah, take. <laughs> Take your fucking, take your fucking stank dick. <laughs> just drop that bitch into some Irish spring and fucking give it a good old scrub-a-dub-dub with your rubber ducky, you nasty fuck. You fucking sloppy poppy. <laughs> the ending of this episode is just as good as the ending of The Little Things. <laughs> <laughs> the ending of this episode is more, more like in character for us than the ending of little things was for their characters. <laughs> yeah. Like, like this is on brand. Like this is actually like some foolproof writing long story arc over, over 160 plus episodes or whatever yeah. we're at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, suck it. You sloppy poppies. <laughs> <laughs>